Welcome, everybody, to the Success Elevated Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Hayden Lee, and I am joined this week by a very special guest, friend of us here at Spot On Solutions, Get Found First, longtime friend, um, Heather Reed. Thanks for coming on the show, uh, founder and CEO of Franchise Marketing Gurus. Heather, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to dig into some really good, juicy marketing advice for all those franchisors. Oh, love it. I, this is this is really, really fun for me because I get to kind of sit back and learn from the guru herself. I, you know, I spend a lot of time marketing for kind of those boots on the ground individual companies on a day-to-day basis. And this is fun for me to hear from you on kind of a macro level. What are some things that maybe are different about a franchisor trying to help market for franchisees and, and whatever, you know, goes into that. And this is just, I'm excited to just kind of take in and and absorb all of your knowledge as best I can, um, as hopefully our listeners will as well. So this is this is really cool for me. Um, just to kind of first start, if you wouldn't mind, Heather, talk a little bit about your background in the industry when it comes to marketing. What what makes you a guru versus someone else? Why should I listen to you versus another marketing guru? Great question. So um, for the past decade, I have led the marketing for two national franchise organizations. Um, the first one was Pump It Up and Bounce You, uh, which is a children's entertainment company. And then um, most recently, the past almost seven years with Synergy Home Care, which is the fastest growing home care agency in the country. Um, so uh, I have been living this life and working closely with franchisees. And of course, being from the, the Zora perspective um, and understanding that dynamic and the importance and the importance of the life love of the organization, um, the benefits, the end result to the franchisee, and how that grows the brand and how that generates leads on a local level and that the franchisees find the value of being part of a franchise organization beyond just the name, beyond just the support from the headquarters and the processes. Love that. I, being, yeah, I, we we've uh, we help several franchisees on a local level, obviously not on the macro, but we help several franchisees market their their local company in the lead gen space, which is much different than really anywhere any other type of space, whether it's retail or or brand or anything like that. At the end of the day, our clients are concerned with leads. Like that's getting the phone to ring is so so important for them. Um, that dynamic with um, you know, a large, you know, say national franchise and individual local franchisees, when their concern maybe isn't quite as macro as it is for you as the as as the franchisor, how do you, I guess, make sure that your goals, your national goals, end up helping the local guys get, you know, achieve their goals, I guess. Does that make sense? I guess how do you, yeah. how do you kind of yeah. work that down the ladder? Alignment's critical. Um, having a shared vision of success and under, I think really I'm going to take a step back and say, listen, I don't care the the size of the franchise organization. It's almost more important when you're just starting out to build that foundation and the expectations. Because let's face it, like when you're just starting out, you don't have anything to build off of. So you better be able to provide value to your franchisees. Um, and that's not going to cut, you know, like everything is a graduation and a graduation to the next level. So when you're just starting out, you need a department, you need support. Um, it's my experience that approximately, I'm going to like ballpark it and say in my tenure of 10 years in the franchise marketing space, 
I'm going to say 95 to 97% of all franchisees that I've supported had little to no marketing knowledge or experience. So it's critical. You know, they come in as operators, they come in as salespeople or accountants or engineers. um, And so this is like foreign language to them. So it's our job as a franchisor to make simplify that, to make it turnkey and easy for them to execute and understand what is elbow grease. What are the things they can do from a a non-financial investment perspective, but just some good old fashioned elbow grease, time and energy and effort versus the hard dollars. And then when it does come down to those hard dollars, what should they be investing in and how much and what's a good deal and what's a bad deal? And, you know, how are we tracking those things? Like all that sage advice needs to come from the Zor. And that's what creates the loyalty and the affinity with the brand. And that fact that the franchisor is providing the value that they've invested in. Yeah. Gosh, you hit hit it right on the head. I mean, in my opinion, you as the Zor, right? I love that that, that colloquialism, but the, as the Zor, like you've got to be able to be the authority in the industry. Um, you don't want your franchisees going and finding answers elsewhere because then they're not gonna they're not gonna trust you at the end of the day, right? Like like you mentioned, you you want to be the ultimate source of information for them, and so that means yeah, providing all the tools and and FAQs, whatever it might be. You've got to be able to provide all of that for your franchisees so that they have an understanding. Hey, these guys know what they're talking about. I've I've gone to a good source that knows how to help me um, and they have my best interests in mind. Um, Absolutely. I I was just saying, absolutely. But I think it's even one more dynamic further along there is there's this. um, I wrote an article about it a few years ago and published, but it's kind of this this tug of war dynamic of, you know, hey, you know, these bigger franchisees, the ones who've been around who are successful and more tenured, hey, I'm paying in millions of dollars into my franchise system, but I'm only getting a little bit back. So as you mature and your national marketing fund matures, you're able to do more things such as localized digital marketing campaigns, uh, mass media, OTT, like some other fancier things that says, Oh, they make it warm and fuzzy and they can see themselves on TV or they can see, you know, when they're driving down the highway, a billboard or whatever it might be. Um, But every step of the way, there's this kind of tug of war dynamic of, I don't feel like I'm getting value. And then the franchisor feeling, man, if only they knew all the things that we do behind the scenes that provide them value that maybe they don't see or feel, but maybe it's the online reputation management system or the local location uh, platform that they have that manages their LSM, like all those right. things, the email marketing, all those things that, they, that they're not feeling on a local level. So not only is it important to pull all those strings, but merchandising is critical. Making sure the franchisees understand and know exactly what they're getting for their, their contributions to the fund and how those dollars are working for them. That's important because otherwise the Zoar is going to be fighting an uphill battle. Well, and, and you hit it's something right at the end there. That I think you can we can expand on a little bit further, but you know, as you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to to really verse this. But when you're looking at it on a macro level across the nation, right? Every like let's take synergy for an example. You're talking about hundreds of offices all over the country. How do you right. make sure? Um, how do you make sure that you're helping everyone in the best way possible, and that you're not mm-hmm. just necessarily 
um, catering your services or what you're offering as the Zor to just maybe the bigger markets? How do you make sure, hey, I'm helping this office in Kansas as well as this office in LA, right? Like, how do you make sure that all of the efforts are, are being successful across the board? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I think every franchisor is different in how they approach these things. You know, McDonald's is going to be very different than, you know, a a crumble cookie store. Um, right, they're all, right. they're all, they're all a little bit different. And so, you know, from my history, my perspective is creating some local store marketing initiatives. Um, PR is something that can be blanketed across the country with like, hey, partners, here are here's a program that we're doing for Veterans Day. Here's a program we're doing for the holidays that you can opt into, you can participate and hopefully make some headlines in your local community. Um, And then, you know, in my history, what I really love doing and and my sweet spot and my passion is, let me work one-on-one with you, Hayden. Let's talk about your local market. Let's, Let's evaluate your results. Let's evaluate everything that you're doing. Your whatever financial means you have to contribute from a local level and then let's customize a program that's going to match the dynamics of your community. Because like you said, Kansas is different than Manhattan. Those consumers' right. behaviors are different. What can we do locally that's going to position you there? And then make those dollars work the best that we can for you. Yeah. And in, and in some situations, depending on the franchise, or there might be some matching funds there. So, hey, yeah. you know, Hayden, you might say, I have five grand. I'm like, well, I can match you and you'll have 10 grand. And collectively, now let's do some local radio and maybe some interviews or some thought leadership or, you know, all the different options that we can, we can evaluate based on the type of the business, the audience and their, their means, um, not only financially, but who on the, on their team is going to be able to pull the, you know, manage those things and execute. So you mentioned there uh, talking a little bit about royalties and how, you know, you as the Zor can use those royalties to really benefit the individual franchisees. Um, There's a lot of franchises out there that don't use like a royalty-based percentage to help with marketing, but you've seen some really good success with that. What what, what are some of the the high points, I guess, that you see with using some of that royalty percentage to help towards their marketing? And I mean, you just kind of talked about it. You're talking about the match, the 5,000 to 5,000, like that's part of it. But what else are maybe some of the the important pieces to that? Yeah, so I think that, a franchisor, as far as I know, every franchise organization's, you know, that's part of being a franchise uh, organization yeah. is you're collecting those royalties. That is that is usually part of every FDD I've read. Um, and so when I think about that and I think about the scaling of the system is you're not going to have, you need to elevate to a place where you can get brand recognition. If you don't have a brand fund, you're never going to have a brand recognition. And what you're going to have is a revolt and you're going to have Franchise or franchisees who are frustrated and and it doesn't get pretty for you. So the sooner that you can start implementing, the better. Now, um, I don't want to speak to legalese, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, so you know, disclaimer: I'm not an attorney, uh, <laughs> but 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 what I do know is that you need to give every FTD is different, and so they have their own franchise attorneys to consult. But my advice is uh, you need to give your partners 90 days notice to anything that you're going to change from a collection perspective. Uh, I think I've been in two different franchise organizations where I've seen a best practice and not so much of best practice. Um, And so what I would say that I think is the best practice is, um, again, back to merchandising, back to saying, hey, system, we're going to start collecting these, you know, 2%, 5%, everybody's different. 
uh, of your royalties. The best practice I've seen, uh, which makes everything more painless and it just is seamless, is we're going to just ACH those fees every week or every two weeks or every month. I recommend weekly because then your, your marketing fund will have more time to uh, build things up and more accessibility to be using those to benefit the system. Um, and then that way, there's no confusion. The owners aren't having to stroke you a check. You're not having to chase yeah. them down. It's just constantly um, taken out of their accounts right into your account and to the National Marketing Fund. And I do think that it's critical for all franchisors to have transparency of how those funds are being spent. Again, I've seen situations where there wasn't transparency and then there's a lot of like questioning of you know, integrity and we never want to have that. We want to be no. fully transparent. We want to show them how we're making their dollars work for them. Um, and so that's, that's, I hope I answered that question for you. No, you definitely did. And I, and I want to just, yeah, even go a little bit further, but you talked about um, transparency with, with those marketing dollars and that national marketing fund. What are some, what are some things that you've seen be successful on a national level using those marketing dollars? Are, are you, do you think it's, is it TV? Is it radio? Like what are some of these big I mean, organizations? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the bottom of the funnel. Let's get those consumers where they're closest to making that buying decision. Google is king. Um, it, it converts well when the, when the, plan is is well executed and the and the structure of the Google AdWords is, is well built. Uh, it's trackable, it's quantifiable. So if we talk about owners feeling like, you know, well, you know, there was a radio campaign, but I didn't get any calls. Well, right. <laughs> um, let's let's run some Google ads. Let me show you how that works for you. Um, it's quantifiable, you know, hey Hayden, you know, we had an X, let's just round it and say a thousand dollar budget. In the month of December, you were able to get four clients. We track those conversions into your CRM, lifetime value, 20K. And now we're talking about ROI and we have a happy, we have a franchise, a happy franchise partner. And that's the name of the game. Oh yeah. And like we mentioned earlier, I mean, the the, the your experience has, has been in, in lead gen and stuff. And at the end of the day, like my clients, they care about leads. Like they you could sit there and talk to them about, hey. Look at all these impressions that we got on these ads. Or, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't care. They don't care. Right? No. They want the phone to ring and they want leads. Yeah. And if you yeah. can come to them at the end of the month and be like, hey, with your $1,000, you got four new clients or five new clients or whatever it might be. And your yep. potential ROI is 5X, 10X. Like yep. you're just, it, they're just going to be much more bought into the marketing dollars. And the, the fact that you could still do that on a macro level if done correctly is, is so, so cool. And, and, and that's, what's so important is that transparency. Yeah. And it's not a one trick pony, right? Like, I don't want to say like, Hey, that's, that's it. Like, it's definitely, again, going back to that local market saying, you know, there's also the power of numbers too. I think about, you know, as a synergy home care, you know, I think we had 11 partners in Chicago land, um, easy enough to rally the troops and say, okay, guys, let's collectively work together. Let's put together a radio campaign. Uh, it was called the season of giving. And, you know, we had this really great campaign and with some contributions from the national marketing fund and headquarters, we were able to do that. And I think about a half a dozen um, major markets, you know, now did the guy in Wisconsin benefit? No, but there was other ways and other things that we offered to other markets. Um, so, you know, it's oh, it's like kind of like this, if we think about an analogy of a pizza, right? Everything has its portion and it can't just be, you know, pepperoni only. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And oh, gosh, yeah. that, there's so much good like information there. But yeah, like just because you're what for whatever reason there's an initiative to help the Chicago land area, it doesn't mean there's not an initiative or something coming down the pipeline yeah. for the Wisconsin area or for somewhere else. And the fact that you know that you're paying into a fund that can then be matched by franchise headquarters. I mean, you're, you're, the dollars just go up and up and up of what you can actually do. Um, yeah. And, and then when you get to a national level, it's a little bit different because you're going to try to blanket the States and you're, you know, with the great yeah. thing about franchising, it's territory. So now we're only going to buy TV and the zip codes that we own. And so like, there's so many different ways, depending on the size of the franchise uh, organization that you're going to go about tackling certain things. You know, um, but it's just, it's my passion. I love doing, I love franchise flip marketing. I, I'm so passionate about helping franchise partners and empowering and educating them. And it's just such a privilege that when they trust me to come alongside them and help them and then see all the rewards that they reap, it's pretty cool. Oh, it's so cool. And, and there's just, there's so much potential there. And, and it's, it's why, you know, like I have family members that have bought into franchise systems, right? That, that there's, there's so much value there if done correctly yeah. that can really just start your business off in a completely different way than if you're trying to do it from scratch. And it can really just. Yeah. The sun's kind of getting me. Yeah, I think on that point to that point, I want to say something that's important for any like franchisee yeah. that's listening and even franchisors, you know, it's also often when I started, we started chatting uh, at the beginning of this interview is that these people don't, these franchisees, you know, it's not their fault that they don't have the marketing experience, but they're grasping at straws. And the first thing that's going to happen when they open is every single solicitor is going to come to them and say, the sky is falling. I can do this better for you. They're going to make all these promises that they probably can't deliver on. And so many times a franchisee is so excited and they just sign away and it's like, oh, it's three grand. And why did you do that? And so I think um, my my number one advice to a franchise, a new franchisee or any franchisee is, before you sign anything, go to your franchisor, have the conversation, say this is, you know, a solicitation. It may sound like a great idea, but at the end of the day, maybe, you know, maybe they've seen three other franchisees do the same thing and it had failed miserably. And now you just saved yourself all that money. And we can talk about another way that you can invest those dollars into something that's going to be trackable and give you the outcomes that you need. Oh, awesome. Well, I don't... Okay. For, for for our listeners that are that are that are listening in and not watching, Heather is very graciously sat outside in the Arizona sun <laughs> to interview with us today, and so I don't want to keep you too much long, Heather. Um, Thank you. I wanted to just if quickly, if you're okay with it, wrap up with our sure. three kind of rapid fire questions we ask every guest that comes yep. on. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Let's go. What do you got for me? Okay. So first question: favorite book or podcast that you're reading or listening to right now? Ah. Uh, um... A favorite book that I'm reading right, a book I'm reading right now is Atomic Habits for the second time right. because right. it's just so much good tidbits. If you're not, if you haven't read it, get it on uh, audiobooks or and or just buy the hard copy if you're old school like me. Love it. That's great. Second question. Um, mm-hmm. You're obviously very, very busy. How do you relax at the end of a long day like today? Mm-hmm. Um, I practice gratitude. And I reflect on all the great things that happened in the day. And then I zone out to some music. <laughs> Those are two. And melatonin shows. and melatonin. Melatonin, melatonin. <laughs> you got to go to sleep eventually. You can't be awake. All yeah, Those are yeah, great. Melat- Grat- gratitude's uh, a thing. I think that a lot of uh, 
a lot of people in the business world just just miss, and that's really really yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last question: um, If you could rewind to the beginning of your career, to the beginning of of, of helping these these franchisors and franchisees yep. market, market their businesses, what was what would be one thing that you would tell yourself? Success is only limited by your beliefs. Print it. That's it. Done. Love it. That's it. Heather, that's that was it. amazing. Uh, for all of you listening, thank you for checking this episode out. Um, Heather, this has been a lot of really, really awesome information. I know I got a lot of value out of this and I know our listeners will as well. And we hope to have you on the show again. Thank you. Thank you. I had a blast. I appreciate the invitation. It was a lot of fun, Hayden. Thanks, Heather. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. This has been Success Elevated, making you a little bit better one show at a time. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe on YouTube or any other major podcast platform to listen to more episodes. We are proudly brought to you by Spot On Solutions. If you'd like to learn more about how we can help you grow your business, please check us out at spotonsolutions.com.